in the Nefesh Achayim and we were discussing the punishment that a person gets for being with battle terror. And the Nefesh Achayim, like we learned in Sharadarad and Perak Chav Kimmel, brings two different Zayas to describe the punishment for battle terror. The first Zayar, I'll just repeat the main points again, and he says, Vayde Inun, Vezayin Vayikra, so he says, in Woe to those Rishoyim who weren't worthy of being connected to the Hashem. They never merited terror. The common the by Raisa. Because anyone who doesn't merit the terror, Lezachi the Baruch Neshama. Is not Zaychid, not to the Ruch, not to the Neshama. And he's connected to the side of the Kaychas of the Ra. And the result of that, by less he doesn't have a part of the Kedusha. Vaile, woe is to him. Kadipuk Mahayam who leaves this world, Lajtimoidahu, is known the Gabi Inan's inhibition to be part of the forces of the Ra, who are Mari Khatsifusa, Takifakalva, they're strong as dogs, and they of Khutzbadik, Shlucha Dinar the Gim the Ibn Sabihinim, the Lem Rahmeda. So there's a concept of the fires of Gehenim and its agents which catch the person who doesn't learn there. And then he brings another Zohar of Yeshev and the Zohar there says Tochazi, come and see. The person who didn't merit in this world to learn Torah is going in the darkness. When he leaves this world they take him they bring him to Gehinnom. What's Gehinnom? An utter tata, a lowly place. The lawyer Merachim, no one has mentioned him. The Bar is called the pits of depth, so to speak, with his tetayami, his quicksand, which traps him in its mud. He's stuck in the quagmire of Gehinnom and he can't get out. Like the Pasuk says, when he wasn't there, he says, Hashem took me out of that place. Therefore, the person who doesn't spend his time learning Torah, Baha'i Alma in this world, he dirties himself with the filth of this world, they throw him into the pit. And what's the reference to? It's a reference to Gehinnom, which is called the pit. Outside the dining the place where those people who don't learn Torah are judged. And the Barak, why, why, why is he going there? Because it's a pit which is empty, comes from emptiness. Just like he's empty. By the time it begins, he has no water, which means he has no Torah, and then he gets lands up in the pit of the Kehenna. Come and see how much the punishment for Torah is. That the Kedusha only went into Godless because they left the Torah and they abandoned it. Like the Apostle says, Who is a person who is intelligent enough to understand the reason for the Khurban? And the Apostle says, In what account did the world get destroyed? Now, so another Zayar which talks to us about the punishments, not learning Torah, and it also talks about Gehenna. But there's a marked difference between the two Zayars. The first Zayar was speaking about the fire of Gehenna. 
and how a person gets burnt, so to speak, by the fire of Gehenim for not learning Torah. And this Zohar also talks about Gehenim, but it doesn't say anything about fire. He talks about the depth, he talks about the pit, he talks about how it's a low place. What's a reference to a Gehenim as, as somewhere low, somewhere deep. As a Azatatoa, as a lowly place. Not as a place of fire, as a place of punishment. What's the understanding? And then afterwards, you have a third quote in Nefesh Achayim. And it says, The first thing a person gets judged on when he comes to be judged in front of Hashem, or is of his time, the Torah he learned, Kamash Kosov, so if I come into Kedushin, it says in the end of the first book of Kedushin, on the Pasuk, the first thing a person gets judged in is Torah. That's not the Pshad of the Pasuk, but the Pasuk is interpreted to mean that the Rashi is modern. The first thing a person is judged for, modern from Lashon Din, is Poetir Mayim. It's how much is possible from the Chiyav of Mayim, of learning Torah. So, there's an underlying principle which you need to understand. As background to the Nevesh And that is, we know that when a person does something, the person's actions have significance. And the person's actions have significance in the spiritual realm way more than a person's aware of. We think we're doing something here, something insignificant, something which has no ramifications. We don't realize that what we're doing in this world is like flicking switches. And if you don't know what the switch is wired to, we have no idea what effect we're causing by flicking the switch. You might be turning on the lights of a room. You might be turning on the lights of the building. You might be turning on the lights of a whole street. You might be operating machinery. The switch is the smallest part. It's the whole system which is connected to which has the effect. And that could be something much, much bigger. Now, with that background, with that background, so, let's talk about a number of the effects that there are for an action a person does. Really, we can talk about four different kinds of effects that a person's mice have. Whether it's a mitzvah, then it's for positive effects, or we're talking about very and all negative effects, but the different realms in which a person operates and different effects that his actions have. The first one is a person's obligated to listen to Hashem. And if, even for nothing else, obeying what Hashem said deserves a reward. A person was a loyal servant and listens to the commands of the Master. Disobeying Hashem, even if nothing else, deserves a punishment. A person is not accepting the authority of the Master and is being disobedient, that deserves a punishment. In its own right. But it's not the only point of the message of the virus. It's not just blindly obeying commands or disobeying commands. But there's another effect that mitzvahs of Ares have as well. The Pastor tells us about this. It says not to defile yourselves with all the Ares, which were mentioned, and they'll They'll make you impure. They'll dirty you. They'll bring you down. The mitzvahs a person does, the Torah that they learn, have the ability to elevate them, to raise them higher, as opposed to a very person does drag them down. 
And therefore, there's a question of how much should a person grow or how much should a person sink. And that's the effect the mitzvahs and averas have on the person themselves. That I elevate myself, improve myself, make myself more ruchni or chas the opposite. That I lower myself, ruin myself. There's a third chashman. Our mitzvahs and averas, we know the effect that the mitzvahs and averas have are what they create in the spiritual sense. Mitzvahs create malachim of Kedusha, Averis creates Malachi Chavala, Shadim, angels of punishment. We know everything a person does is creative, like Nevesh Shachayim Torah right at the beginning, and there's a spiritual effect to a person's actions. The spiritual reality that he's creating. And now these spiritual forces, whether they're positive or negative, look at their creator, so to speak, the one who brought them into existence, and if they look to them for sustenance in the spiritual sense. And if a person's done mitzvahs, then therefore there's spiritual, so to speak, entities which now exist. So obviously, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants mitzvahs. He's willing to sustain them. But if a person does a various and has created negative spiritual things, so these Hashem isn't interested in sustaining, and therefore they sap their nourishment from the person himself. They take away from his meant to get, in terms of shefa, in terms of bracha, in terms of life. And that's uh, the, what the Gemara means. When it says when a person dies and is a tzaddik, it says the mitzvahs he does precede him to the base nishlamah. Your righteousness walks ahead of you. Those are the malachim of Kedusha that a person has created, which march with him, so to speak, to the base nishlamah. If not, I know, the Gemara of Adazara in the same place, in the, right, in the beginning says, if a person's done a virus, then they sure is like a kedef. They like, chained him like a dog. Those negative spiritual forces surround him, barking and yapping and putting him to the din to be punished for, for creating this. That's the third aspect. There's a fourth aspect too. And that is, we know that we've spoken about this in the previous shia, that there's a battle in the world between the force of good and the force of bad. And really, what swings the balance of that battle is people. People who connect to Kedusha weigh down the power of the good in the world. People who learn and connect to Tumah make that side more powerful. And therefore, a person's actions identify them. They either identify them as being Siddiquim or identify them as being Rishon. Each one of these different dimensions is judged separately. Each one applies to different elements of within the person. Each one has its own based in we judge the Nishimayim. Each one has its own reward and its own punishment. And each time it's meant to fit exactly the area in which a person excelled or in the, which the person rebelled. And that's how we know the different levels of judgment. For example, there are many examples we can give of this four, so to speak, four-tiered approach to understanding Scharvo and now all the different levels of 
reward and punishment and judgment and shiva and effect divided into four because they're talking about these four different levels. Let's just focus on one of them. Chazal say that the elders of the Jewish people realized after the first Chorban they had done wrong. And they wanted to, to, to do Tshuva. So they went to Chachma. And they said to Chachma, What happens to a person who's done a virus? What should he do? And the answer Chachma gave is tear the fame rasa. The evil they do will pursue them. So they went to Nevoah. And they asked Nevoah, the Prophet, what's the dinner of a chayte? What happens to a sinner? And Nevoah's answer was, Hanefesh achayte si Thomas. The sinner should die. And they went to the Torah. And they asked the Torah, what happens to the chayte? Chayte madina. And the Torah's answer was, Yavich kavr v'yishchap erlai. He should bring a carbon to get kapara. They went to Hashem. And he said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Choytem Adinai. And Hashem said, You should do Tshuva and I'll accept it. And it's very strange Chazal to understand. Firstly, isn't Nevoah speaking what Hashem says? Isn't Chachma found in the Torah? Why would there be a disagreement between Nevoah and between Hashem? Between the Torah and between Chachma? And we understand there's no disagreement. The answer is there's four different elements to the day. There's four different parts to the crime of a person who's done something wrong. And each of the four being addressed, Chachma, Yira, the Torah, and Hashem, are talking about completely different things. There's no disagreement because they're not talking about the same topic. They're talking about different areas where what a person does makes a difference. And in each case, what the difference is, and what would be the way to look up to the children. So let's just give this a chazal, out of the many chazals which discuss the four aspects of the din, or of the Sharifah We'll give this one just as an example of how it works. So let's start from the beginning. They asked Chachma, what's the din of the Chaitin? Chachma, knowledge, understanding, understands more than just the physical world understands there's a spiritual world too. And understands exactly what happens when a person does a mitzvah or an aver. What comes about through that mitzvah and aver. What gets created. And therefore if you're asking Chachma, what's the result of an aver? The answer is, what the aver created. By doing an aver, you've created a mazik. You've created a negative spiritual force. You have to confront it. You have to deal with it. To the femorase. The bad that a person does, that's what chases after them. Now, the ways to do that, but that's the perspective of Hafti. They ask Nevoah. What's the dinner of a chayti? And Nevoah said, The person should die. Why die? And the answer is, the point in the Navi was to be the representative of Hashem. He was the one who came to fight for the Kedusha. He was the one who came to broadcast the message of Hashem 
He was a general of Hashem's army. Hashem's spokespersons, as it were. And on the other side, you have the people representing the Ra. The people who are there, so to speak, as doers of the Satan's body. How does Nebuah see the resolution of this cosmic struggle? And the answer is we know the Ra will be destroyed. It will disappear like a smoke. The Ra, the Satan, his angels, and all his physical helpers. And therefore the approach of Nebuah is the Choyte is the adversary of Kedusha. The Choyte is so to speak, the soldier of the Satan. Thomas. Ra gets destroyed. And they asked the Torah. Torah was given to us, like we know, to perfect ourselves, to make ourselves grow, to help ourselves get better. And when they asked the Torah, a chayta sent, what happens? And the answer is, he's fallen. By sinning, he's become less than he was. He's become Tommy. And what's the answer? He has to turn around and go back up again. That's the idea of a carbon. Carbon is often translated as sacrifice, and I consider that a bad translation. A sacrifice means to give something up. A carbon is not carve, means to come close. Yavi carbon means to make something to make him close to Hashem again. Is that very distanced him? Dirtied him? was Matami him, and now he has to reverse the process to get back to where he was before. And lastly, they asked Hashem himself, and the question which only Hashem could be asked, only Hashem could answer is, as the question of how much what the person did was an insult to Kvad Shemai, that the Chaita disobeyed Hashem, that the Chaita did what Hashem told him not to do, it's an affront to Hashem that a person dares disobey. And if that's the case, no one else can answer Hashem's behalf. Because this is a question of the Kvot Shemaim, which the person ruined by not obeying Hashem. And any Hashem can answer, and Hashem does. Yes, it's true, then it'll be accepted. It's true, the way a person acted was the lack of Kvot Shemaim. Rakhadish Baruch accepts Shabbat. Now with that in mind, let's go back to what we're saying over here. So let's start at the end. The Nefesh Shachayim brings that the Tchilas, the Gemara says the beginning of what a person gets judged for is Dibre Torah. And it's famously asked, Tosh asked the question, the other Gemara is just talking about that there's a different order of what a person gets asked. Really the Nefesh Shachayim, Mitrach Dvarev answers the question. And he says, Tchilas, Dinesh Adam, Lufan of Yisparach. And that is the first thing that a person gets judged for in front of Hashem. Like we said, there are different levels of judgment, even different judges. But there's one judgment where a person is judged by Hashem. And judged by Hashem is based on the Kfat Shemaim, what a person did or didn't do. Because only Hashem knows exactly what the person knew, didn't know, remembered, didn't remember, intended, didn't intend, what their thoughts, what their feelings, what they were trying to show. And therefore, only Hashem is entitled to judge the amount of Kvot Shemaim or lack thereof what a person does. Uh, and that then, which is the fun of Yisbarach, which is in front of Hashem himself, so then the first thing a person gets asked is about Nimrat Why? 
because that's the primary way that we can bring Kedusha to this world. That's the primary way which we are meant to obey Hashem. Because in order to obey Hashem, we have to hear first hear what He tells us to do. We have to first hear the Torah. And therefore the first thing a person that gets judged is that you don't hear. That you don't hear because that's going to then define does the person know what Hashem wants him to do? Was important to a person know what Hashem wants him to do? Do you learn about it? That's the din of Yisparach. The question of how did the person act? Now we'll go to the two Zars. The Zara spoke about the Gehinnom of depth. The Zara spoke about the Gehinnom of being a low place. That is what the Gemara talks about. And the Gemara says in Erevin David Zayin, Those who travel through the valley of tears. Mayan Yishesu says the Gemara, and they don't just cry. They, they ask poor tears, like the Nachal of Shetan. And these people who go into the valley, and they're crying, what are they crying about? And they say, You offered Dantano. You were right to judge us. You offered the Kantag and Eden and Tzadikim and Gehinnom the Rishayim. You do it right when you make an Eden for the Tzadikim and Gehinnom for the Rishayim. What Gehinnom is this? This Amek, this valley, this bar, this pit, this is the Gehinnom of depth. And where does it come from? It comes for the person who went down, not up. And the lower they went down, the deeper they find themselves in that Gehinnom. And that's the Oynish. The Oynish is that realization of the depth that I fall into. Feeling trapped in a low place. Unable to rise. Unable to move. And knowing this was self-inflicted. I flung myself into that filth. And the feeling of being there is it's justified. It's justified. Hashem was fair. A person brought this on himself. But the tire of being there is as much as a person sees what they could have achieved, how much they could have grown, how far they could have gone. They see the mountains on either side of the valley. And the more majestic and towering the mountains are, the deeper the valley runs between them. We could have been Sadiqim and we could have gotten the tremendous Ganadin. And instead of growing, we fell. So where we, we deserve to be where we fall into. That's the skin of death. And if a person doesn't know terror, they're forfeiting their chance to grow. And instead of that, they're filling themselves with depth. In place of the Torah, they're going to be false in emptiness. With the lowliness. And that's what the Zara says. That the person doesn't learn Torah, they're going to that bar shaan. They're going to that deepet. Because the bar is wreck. Empty of Torah. A person has no value. Maybe that realize that in this world. 
As he says, after a person dies, and he realizes where he's, where not where he's holding, where he's not holding. Then comes that tzar. The tears like the nachash of The tzar of, I must use my life. How I could have grown and I didn't. How in place of scaling the mountain, I find myself deep, deep in the valley. And that's a different Aynesh to the Ghenim we spoke about before. The Ghenim we spoke about before was the Ghenim of fire. And like we said, the fire of Ghenim comes for a different chet. The fire of Ghenim comes because when a person has done wrong and created negative spiritual forces, these are going to, so to speak, sack from what the person himself is meant to get in this world. But in this world, the person that is alive still gets a connection of however much he's meant to get from Shemayim. And this is all the person might suffer lack of health, lack of financial, lack of shalom, lack of children, lack of life. It's all coming from all the various spiritual mazikim, which are like weeds, sucking from the usual he's meant to get. But what happens after the person dies? And he's no longer connected to this world. And he no longer provides a lifeline for all the koichas of the tumah, which are connected to him. Now they're going to come and, so to speak, take away from him in that world and that's what we call the suffering of Gehenna now my also manages to this, even though they start off being sure as a cat have tied them like a dog so that Yisurim have the ability to break them first, to break the connection to the person that's a different topic but what we wanted to explain here in Nefesh Chaim is a different kind of Avera. It's a different kind of Einish. And not learning Torah has, has an aspect of each of them. There's an aspect of disobeying Hashem. Of not knowing what Hashem said even, but not learning. That's what Hashem judges for. There's the aspect of or the person loses out in the growth that the Torah could have and should have given them. That's the second judgment. And in place of that, there's the emptiness they fell to, and that's the gain of the death. And lastly, when a person, every word of Torah, he creates a malach, which would be a senegar, which would be a defendant for the person, which would be a spiritual source of merit. And every wasted word becomes a demerit, becomes a mishayid, becomes a malachra. And when a person is has to confront it, and so to speak, be paid back for all the negative spiritual forces that he created, that's the kingdom of fire. And being as Batara, there's so much more opportunity to get mitzvahs. The Chavitz Chaim makes the Cheshman, he writes about it, that if an average person can say 200 words a minute, so that person learning Torah, is producing 200 malachim a minute. And if Chas Hashem is wasting that time, so that's the force of the Ra, which is created. Those are three of the levels that we spoke about of what a person's maism cause. Which not a converse is true as well. When a person obeys Hashem and does learn to so the very fact that he shows he wants a nice of an Ishmael, we want to hear what Hashem wants us to do, 
so we can fulfill it. That itself is a tremendous chus. And secondly, the fact that a person can learn Torah and something he can do the his whole life. So there's limitless amounts of malachim which can be produced of Kedusha with every word of Torah. And lastly, that's what makes the person grow. That's what makes the person grow. And then rather than being in the valley of Gehenna, the Emek Abacha, they'll find themselves at the peak of the mountain, having used the Torah to develop them further and further. So we've seen is this a little bit of that aspect of how a person's actions are multifaceted, by each aspect, each dimension is noted, is judged and is rewarded and punished.